Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 19 and smart contracts are on their way. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Learn Kadana podcast the podcast where we break down all the ins and outs of the Cardano blockchain so that you know how it will take over and swallow up Ethereum in the next few years. Yep, that's right. It's going to happen. That's my prediction. Anyway, we have a big news breakdown. That's all the all the different things that have been happening for the last month uh, in regards to the development of smart contracts on Cardano, along with all of the exciting things that have been happening in the industry and on Cardano specifically. So all that coming right up. But before we do, please make sure you leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts if you are enjoying this show. It will really help with the discoverability of the show. If anyone else is looking for this type of content, those five-star rating and reviews really help boost it up to the top of the algorithm that is there on the Apple Podcast Network. It really, really helps. If you're listening to this on another podcast network, like, subscribe, do whatever you need to do, reach out to us and would love to learn and understand exactly what you're having issues with in regards to understanding Cardano and blockchain in general. So uh, reach out, talk to us, jump on the Facebook group on Telegram or our Discord channel and would love to hear more from the community. All right, let's get into the news stories for this week. So there is so much happening in regards to the smart contract rollout, the Alonzo era, and we're currently in the Alonzo white phase or the second phase of rolling out smart contracts and testing it and making sure everything is working fine. At the moment, there's about 100 people or 100 developers working on testnet and rolling out their smart contracts. Now, this includes developers and stake pool operators, along with the core IOHK team. Now, this number will double in time and will slowly roll out of the Alonzo white phase over to the next phase, Alonzo purple, which is then also broken down into two stages. So we'll start to see some more of the simple contracts being rolled out and tested on Alonzo purple, and then some more of the more complex ones such as uh, decentralized exchanges where they'd be doing swaps or anything like that later on in dark purple. Now, this is a very slow and steady approach. It ensures that there is no configuration issues, no scalability issues on the network. And if there are or anything is picked up, which there has been over the last month, we'll be able to see and tweak and change things as they come up. And the developers are quite confident that uh, this process is going quite well. 
Now, in one of Charles Hossenson's latest live updates, he mentioned that there were a few things that they need to get right before this Alonzo Hard Fork Combinator event could actually happen. One is a fully operating node, which has already occurred because they've done this on the testnet, and then the fully integrated backend, which should be finished within the next week or so, and then Daedalus be able to connect up to that or other wallets be able to connect to it. Once these two factors are in check, the final countdown can start for the hard fork event. The remaining development around this isn't directly on-chain, so it's not on the nodes itself, but it's around the ecosystem or the infrastructure that will help developers deploy and roll out smart contracts or decentralized apps on the Cardano blockchain itself. So this is more of the off-chain development, and if you watch the Cardano 360 video that came out at the end of July, you'll see a really good explanation of how this all works. It goes on for quite a while, but uh, you'll get the idea once you skip through a little bit and understand and have a look over what is being rolled out for the Plutus application backend side of things. Charles also mentioned that it could be a potential launch date for all of this on the 31st of August, which is very soon. So it's all stations go for the developers for the month of August to get this all rolled out and working on the Kadanda blockchain. And everything so far is on track and is looking really good. And I'm pretty excited to see it all roll out and finally seeing smart contracts on the Cardano blockchain. Charles also mentioned that this particular rollout, it has been a lot smoother and a lot easier than the initial Shelly rollout in 2020. The Shelly rollout was the era where they rolled out the ability to stake ADA and earn the rewards off that. So that, that was a very, very troublesome event, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And Charles mentioned that this rollout is a lot smoother, even though there is so much more work to do. So good luck to all the teams and uh, fingers crossed that everything gets ticked. But, you know, in reality, we've been waiting for smart contracts and we've been waiting for proof of stake for such a long time already. If it's a month late, it's not going to be a big deal. Now, what we're also seeing at the moment is a huge amount of Ethereum maxis jumping on board at the moment and uh, I don't know gi giving the Cardano project so much grief or uh, trying to slam it down well this is nothing new we've we've seen it for months on end where various interviews or posts or reddit comments call Cardano a stable coin or call it a ghost chain or the biggest scam ever in blockchain now this this probably is coming from these uh, Ethereum fans who are deeply ingrained in the ecosystem, haven't taken the time to look at what else is available, or they're holding large amounts of ETH and know that if Cardano is successful in rolling out smart contracts and attracting users, it could mean a big diminishing return or diminishing value on their ETH holdings. That is quite a, quite a scary possibility for a lot of these people that are holding onto it. And I could understand why you would be so, so strongly against Cardano releasing anything and causing as much and creating as much fear and FUD in the ecosystem uh, because it's going to affect uh, you know, your own financial stake and, and portfolio if, if uh, Cardano is successful in taking over Ethereum. 
So can this actually happen and Cardano flip Ethereum and be the second most popular blockchain on the crypto space? Yeah, I, I can see it happening. So Ethereum is struggling on so many different levels at the moment and one of them is trying to roll out proof of stake. Will it ever happen? I, I don't know. It, it's a very difficult thing to do. Rolling out proof of stake and changing it from proof of work is literally like changing a car's engine while it's going 100 kilometers an hour or 100 miles an hour down a freeway and pulling out the engine, replacing it with something completely new. That's, that's probably a really good analogy and a really good picture of what's going on in the Ethereum ecosystem in regards to what they're trying to do. Will they be able to do it? Yeah, maybe they will. And I, I really hope they do. I am holding some ETH, so maybe one day it would actually happen and I can actually stake it. But at the moment, the high gas fees that I have to pay for anything are really off-putting. And I don't really want to be losing a potential ETH by, by putting into uh, particular liquidity pools uh, and paying for the fees uh, for the transactions, etc. So it's, it's a little bit off-putting there. And I think a lot of uh, new users that are coming into the crypto space are put off by that as well. Now, there's a whole bunch of other issues when it comes to smart contract security and uh, different types of attacks that have happened. If you listen to various uh, episodes that I've done before, we go through this, uh, even in episode 18, where I interviewed uh, Stephen Ward from Wi-Fi. He spoke about the uh, flash loan attacks where uh, you could attack a smart contract in a particular way and uh, wipe it with wipe out all of its uh, balance of ETH or various uh, cryptocurrency tokens. So it's, a, it's very interesting and uh, Haskell and Cardano uh, take care of a lot of those aspects. So, it, so it's going to be interesting to see how Ethereum handles all this when Cardano releases smart contracts and in, in a few months' time, uh, see what the ramifications are. Now, we aren't going to see a whole lot of things being released immediately as Cardano releases its hard fork and uh, goes into the Lonzo era. There'll be a lot of teams that are working on a lot of things at the moment right now and are wanting to release as soon as possible. But as many have said, they don't want to release half-baked products. They want to release really good products that are well-tested, well well designed and really give the users a really good user experience as well as what they're expecting from a DeFi or decentralized exchange experience. So we're going to wait until that actually happens. So we may not see anything really jumping when the Cardano hard fork happens, but maybe within three months from that or early in 2022 or maybe in 2023, the entire ecosystem, I'm sure, would have had completely changed by then and more people would have released more mature products that are doing some really good things in the DeFi space. So it's, it's a still a long game where we're not going to see massive jumps in price or anything, I suspect, right away, but eventually we will in time as the utility comes into play. Now, in regards to development, there are so many projects being developed at the moment and I'm really struggling to keep up. In one space, wallets, there are so many wallets being developed right now and other people playing around with various APIs and interacting with the Cardano blockchain and building these really cool interfaces. 
So I did a quick demo overview of a new wallet called Nami, Nami Wallet by the creator of SpaceBuds, Alessandro. And he's done a really cool job of creating that Web3 style wallet where you'd be able to interact from a web browser to the website and the blockchain all in one go. So it's, it's a really cool wallet. And Uroi have also announced that their upcoming release will be doing the same thing. So we're going to see two, two strong wallets that will be able to interact with the, the DAP space, the decentralized application space, very, very soon. And hopefully, fingers crossed, that all comes out at the same time as the hard fork comes out as well. So we're going to see more and more of that in play. Now, I've for the whole month of July, I've done interview after interview with people that are building uh, decentralized apps on the Kadana blockchain. So if you listen to episode 15, 16, 17, and 18, you'll hear all of these DeFi solutions and all of these uh, decentralized exchanges, exchange solutions uh, that I've spoken to. So if you want to learn more about what's going on and you haven't listened to those episodes yet, please check them out. It will give you a really good idea of how much development is actually happening in the Cardano ecosystem at the moment. Now, there are so many more DeFi apps and uh, decentralized exchanges and all these really cool things being built at the moment, but I have just not had the time to contact all of them and cram them all in. So I'll be having more interviews coming up and the next, next interview that's coming up is about a supply chain and how, how Cardano and blockchain are uh, validating and verifying supply chain processes so that you know exactly where things are coming from and who's building and supplying what within a product. So it's, it's a really interesting use case for Cardano and blockchain in general. Now, in some other interesting news, the United States have released their infrastructure bill and slid in a little bit of crypto tax on the side. Yeah, that's right. So this trillion dollar infrastructure bill is there to try and rebuild the United States, the US. And it's a really good bill for the country in general. So all these new roads, the everything else that they're going to build, trains, there's a lot of money being allocated to different areas and it's really good for the country in general. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to see that. What I wasn't happy to see over the weekend was the slipping in of all of these extra taxes to raise a potential $30 billion in tax revenue to be able to pay for this infrastructure. So it's, it's an interesting way of doing it. And I didn't realize that uh, that's how a lot of these bills worked. You release the bill and say what you're going to spend money on for whatever reason, but then also put into the bill exactly how you're going to pay for it rather than just printing money. Kind of makes sense, really. And one of them is either tax reform or new taxes. And in this case, uh, a new taxes for crypto. And I've posted up a really good Twitter thread by a particular lawyer that specializes in this space and works within a lot of crypto uh, crypto businesses. And he goes through and explains exactly why this particular tax bill is bad for the crypto industry. It goes through everything in regards to what why it's there, what they're trying to do, and how it's going to make it almost impossible for DeFi to work within the United States. Essentially, what's going to happen is that every single transaction that happens on the blockchain would need some KYC process. So that's a know your customer process. So this includes everything from mining to staking 
to any DeFi decentralized exchange process. So anytime, for example, a state pool operator pays out a reward from the blockchain, from, for example, our pool to you, and if you're in the United States, I have to know who you are. I have to do, go through a KYC process and understand that you're uh, receiving this amount of rewards uh, for this particular epoch, and I have to report on that. So that makes it incredibly time-consuming, and you, you'd have to report on that as well, but it makes it incredibly time-consuming and incredibly hard to run and do this entire process. So a lot of the crypto space works on privacy, where no one knows exactly who is receiving what for, you know, what particular delegation and what rewards goes to who. All the people that delegate to my pool, I only know the ones that reach out and say, hey, I've just delegated to your pool. Other than that, I have absolutely no idea who it is and that's the way it should really remain. And, and it's a, a, a big privacy thing for a lot of people. Now, with this new rule and regulation that is coming in, that level of privacy would disappear and I don't know how it would actually work. I have a feeling that a lot of these rules and regulations would actually make crypto almost impossible to run and work within the United States. Now, this is only the very early stages of this bill being put through Congress. So your local representative would still be looking into this bill and you still have plenty of time to talk to them and to find out exactly what's going out and raise your particular concerns. And a lot of people on Twitter have already gone through this process and started, or at least started this process. So I highly encourage you, if you're in the United States, to actually do this. Now, what's the big deal? Why, why would someone in Australia, such as myself, really care about this particular bill and what might happen in the United States? Well, a lot of the time, whatever happens in the United States happens here. Whatever happens, whatever big ramifications happen over there, filter through to other parts of the world and other developed countries as well. So some of the laws that appear there would appear here and hey presto, we suddenly have a major issue here with crypto space as well. Also, if this bill manages to get through, potentially a huge amount of money could actually exit from the US economy that is currently in the crypto space. And that will tank prices and that will affect everyone else in the world that is currently invested in, in various crypto assets. So that, that could be a major problem as well. So it really does matter. It, it really does affect everyone in the world if this bill gets through. So there's still time and these bills take years to get through. So it, it may not see the light of day until 2023 or even longer, but it's it's probably good to actually understand what's going on and talk to your congressman to actually get things stopped or hopefully get stopped in the near future. So that's something to keep an eye on and understand what's going on. Now, also on the weekend, I had an, uh, a professor from Stony Brook University reach out to me. He said he was a, a fan and has been binge listening to the podcast episodes, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you for letting me know. Uh, his name's Nick and he works as a web security and privacy uh, expert at the university. And he's been working on a really cool tool, uh, a Twitter bot to be exact. And it finds Cardano scams and tweets them away so that you know 
that this particular thing is going on. It's You can find it by the Twitter handle Cardano Fishing. That's P-H, not with a F, P-H, Fishing. And you can see all of the, the tweets that come out each time a brand new scam is found. It's a really cool tool and it's, a, it's something that you should be following and uh, putting the notifications on. There aren't a huge amount of notifications and I hope there aren't a huge amount of notifications in the future. But you can check that out and know and understand and get a really good understanding of all these scams that are going out in the Cardano ecosystem at the moment. I've also done a video on this and a couple of key things that you can look at so you can pinpoint and work out what a scam looks like. So when you see the website, you can go, oh, okay, that's not right. This looks a little bit dodgy. Um, the transactions here don't actually work. So yeah, this is this is all a fake thing. But in reality, if someone says that if you send me 100,000 ADA and I'll send you 200,000 ADA back, that in no reality is that ever going to happen. And no one's going to send you double the amount of ADA that you send them back um, for free. It's That's just not how the world works. It's, it's like, you know, you, you, you give me $100,000 and I'll give you $200,000 back. No one's going to do that. No, Not for absolutely no reason. So please be careful of these scams. Check out the video. Check out Cardano Fishing and see exactly what these scams look like. Protect yourselves, protect your friends and family as well. Now, going back to all this development that's happening, uh, one of the interviews I did a little while back with the Novelia crew, I interviewed Will from Novelia. Unfortunately, in a recent post from them, I saw on their Discord that they have lost one of their core developers. Uh, they've decided to move on. And as a result, they've been trying to to cover that amount of work that's been done. They've been working overtime and it's just become just unsustainable. And the team have decided to call it a day and, and stop working on the project. They've released their code on GitHub. You can check it out if you're a developer and interested in their project, their platform that they're building for uh, other developers to build games on. Uh, but it's, it's really unfortunate to see that uh, in, in such a early, early stages of uh, development that they've decided to pull the plug and move on. Now, they also have a stake pool. So if you're deciding, uh, or if you, sorry, if you decided to delegate to their stake pool, it uh, will end in, within the next epoch. So you need to move your delegation off there and to a new pool that is, uh, is uh, currently active and working so that um, you can start uh, earning your rewards again. So really unfortunate news. Uh, good luck to the Novelia team, and I hope their future endeavours are, uh, are as interesting and as exciting as Novelia was. Now, in other development news, my God, there are a lot of partnerships that are going on at the moment, and a lot of teams are working together, which is really cool to see. So OCAM and Emergo have announced a particular partnership. I haven't looked too much into that one just yet, but I'll post links to it within the show notes so you can uh, follow up and have a little bit of a read and understanding of what's going on there. Sunday Swap, a decentralized exchange, and Liquid Finance, a finance DeFi solution that is going through the Callus uh, proposal process and has won multiple different uh, Catalyst proposals are teaming up and working together as well, which is absolutely amazing. It's it's really cool to see some of these projects 
instead of building different solutions or different uh, niches, uh, actually team up and work together to build bigger, larger and better solutions in general. So I know Liquid Finance have a very, very strong background in their coding and in their protocol layer and Sunday Swap have a massive amount of good marketing. So these two teams teaming up looks like a really good deal. Now, an update on Meld. They've released a security tool which they're using to uh, validate their Haskell work and smart contracts. So they've released this as a GitHub uh, repository so you can check out the project, you can see some commits. Finally, something that they've uh, produced and put online. So you can check this out. They've teamed up with a doctor professor that is an expert in Haskell. I've forgotten his name. He is Vietnamese and I would probably butcher his pronunciation of his name, even though I am Vietnamese. It is all online and you can check that out. I've put links to this in the show notes and you can get to it at EP019. So katano.com.au slash EP019. Right. Now, these partnerships, absolutely amazing. And this other next partnership that I've looked into and is pretty cool is a partnership with Playmint. So Playmint is one of those other projects that is working uh, working on the Kadana blockchain to monetize the playing of video games and converting to the uh, a particular token and creating NFTs out of it. They're, they're, they're teaming up with a Brisbane-based pool called RetroPool. And they're holding a Rocket League tournament. And this is pretty cool. So Rocket League is one of those games by uh, a company called Epic Games. They built another game called Fortnite. You may have heard of it. It's, it's probably a, a, it's a, it's a big deal. But anyway, they're holding this Rocket League tournament. And if you, have, if you don't know Rocket League, Rocket League is basically football or soccer played with cars. So instead of people, you're, you're a car. Yeah, why not? It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, they're holding this tournament uh, for the Cardano ecosystem. So people that uh, want to play it, they can uh, go through the tournament and potentially win PMX tokens or PlayMint tokens. So they've, uh, I think they're just starting that process of how that um, tournament's going to work and what the prizes may be, how the ladder's going to work, how the ranking and uh, scoring system's going to work as well. So it's going through that process and so so keep an eye on their Twitter accounts. I'll post links to this on the show notes and I'll update you on this one as well. This, it's a bit different. Like we've, we've gone through a whole lot of NFTs and NFTs are cool, great, whatever. We've gone through all these DeFi things and you know, a lot of people still don't understand DeFi and decentralized exchanges, but people understand games and driving cars, Mario Kart. Hey, you know, you just sit down and you wiggle that little joystick and start playing some things. It's pretty cool. And this Play Mint and Retro Pool uh, little cross-promotion thing is, is pretty cool. So I'm excited to see this one come into play. Now to segue from that to the next news story, uh, it's, it's about NFTs. And the NFT marketplace is, is growing really strong. The, over the weekend, I was playing around with another NFT marketplace that has uh, grown in traction and is looking very mature now. I, I absolutely love it. It's called cnft.io. If you have an NFT and it's on the Cardano blockchain at the moment, this is probably your go-to marketplace at the moment. Now, it's not the only marketplace, but I had a little play around with it and it's looking really cool. On the other hand, there is also nftmaker.io. 
which Patrick Tobler, who were interviewed in episode four, is creating at the moment, and it's well on its way for release as well. He currently has a Catalyst proposal, which is going through funding at the moment, and hopefully he gets funded to take his platform to the next level and actually release his marketplace as well. I think he's going to develop it either way. If he gets the funding, great. If he doesn't, he'll, he'll still develop it. So it's, it's going to be really cool. And it's, it's good to see competition in the marketplace. It's good to see two, at least two really well-developed uh, Cardano NFT uh, marketplaces online so that people have options and choice in regards to where and how they may sell their NFT. So it's, it's uh, really cool. Check out cnft.io and check out Patrick Tobler's Catalyst proposal for nftmaker.io. There are there are definitely two things to keep an eye on and see where the space space goes. Now, I've also played around with Patrick's uh, pro version of NFT Maker. So this is the I guess bigger version of his NFT Maker website where you can actually create a series of NFTs. Now I'm using Martina's, my partner's artwork to go through this process and create multiple NFTs and I think we're almost ready. I'm going to create a couple of different series of these NFTs and have a little play around with them and see if I can sell them on various marketplaces or on our Discord channel as well. So check that out. Uh, This is really cool developments in regards to the NFT space and uh, the more of this we see, the more utility we're going to see in Cardano. Now, last but not least, pool updates. Our stake pool is going very well. We're growing at a good rate. And with that 0% fee that we have at the moment, we're starting to see some larger delegates come into the pool. So we had another million delegation a couple of epochs back, taking us past that 10 million uh, 10 million delegation point almost at 11 million now. So we went from 9.8, I think, where we're hovering around for quite a while, up to the 10.6, I think we're at the moment, and it's growing ever so more strongly at the moment, and I think we're going to hit 11 very soon. Now, the pool also has one of the IOG delegations. So IOG, Input Output Global, they do this delegation strategy cycle, and I have an interview with Boss Mons on the YouTube channel all about this. So if you want to check out what this delegation cycle is for small stake pool operators, check out our YouTube channel where I interview Boss and we talk about all the different delegation cycles. But at the moment, we do have the IOG delegation cycle and it is going to end or should end by the end of August. So at the end of August, (laughs) right at the time of the Cardano hard fork, potentially, we will see that 3.2 million and we'll go from the 10 or 11 million that we're at at the moment back to the 8, 8 million where we were uh, before when we started. But the important thing is that the pool has grown. The pool has grown to a point where we've almost gained as much as what the IOG delegation has given us, which is phenomenal. So in the three months, we've essentially almost grown 3.2 million ADA. Wow. Okay. That, that, wow. That's, that's really cool. And I am ever so grateful for all of our delegates that have joined our pool, all the listeners to the podcast and all the subscribers to the YouTube channel for joining on this, joining us on this little journey of growing this stake pool. 
and growing the podcast and uh, learning more and more about Cardano blockchain and all, all things so, so cool. So if you haven't yet delegated to our pool, check us out. We're doing cool things. Uh, one of the coolest things that's coming up next is our learning management system. So you may have heard me mention this a little bit earlier, but I'm writing online courses for Cardano, uh, mainly around staking first, but then other aspects, everything from creating NFTs to uh, writing Plutus contracts and everything else. So all of these uh, learning courses, LMS courses that I'm putting up will be on our new website at learncardano.io. You can check them all out. Now, all of our delegates will be getting Learn tokens. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about using only Learn tokens to be able to access this online content. Uh, but we'll see how that all works. But I really want to make sure our delegates of our pool get something out of this and be able to access uh, at least bonus or additional content within the LMS uh, so that uh, you can see some extra little bits and pieces and uh, get the one leg up on us on staking and uh, other different aspects within Cardano so that uh, you guys and girls uh, have a, a competitive edge or know that little bit more or know the extra tools that you could possibly use to get the best return on your ADA. Okay, so that, that's it for the news updates for this week. Um, there are quite a few. Uh, I, like I said, there would, was going to be quite a lot to go through and that's all I have to cover uh, finally. So let's wrap things up. Now, like I said before, if you love this podcast series, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast Network. It really helps with the discoverability of the podcast and help other people just getting out and starting with Cardano to find the podcast and really engage with it. If you haven't yet subscribed or connected with us on Telegram, Facebook, or Discord, check out the links on our website, kadano.com.au. You can find them in the footer, connect with us locally and chat with the rest of the team. Uh, find out exactly what's going on. I post news updates all the time in regards to the pool and in regards to the ecosystem as well. So please make sure you check out our social media channels. So that's it. Uh, from me for this week so please like i always say keep your seed phrases safe and secure and make sure you keep everything backed up okay bye now yeah, yeah gotta do it like that you've been listening to the learn cardano podcast gotta get it hype crypto is what we like but this is not investment or financial advice gotta do your research because it's risky we know it is this show is educational and it's informative crypto's the future really it ain't no debating iohk emerco we're not affiliated not cardano foundation we just gotta say it a show that you can learn and it's for your entertainment yeah you gotta check it don't want to be missing that you were tuned in to the learn cardano podcast yeah giving insight ain't another show like this when it come to crypto invest at your own risk might not be for everyone but who it is for we keep giving you some info and plenty more hey yeah the learn cardano podcast hey yeah the learn cardano podcast uh, thank you for tuning in keep it locked right here let's go